my goodness. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are back, honey. Eat, drink, travel, repeat is in the building. Y'all, it's been so long. It's been so long. Oh my goodness. Welcome to Eat, Drink, Travel, Repeat. I'm your host, Uriah. And I just want to apologize, y'all, for being gone for so long. It's not cool. I, um, after the summer, I was super busy when work started up. Then I was stressed. Then I just didn't have any motivation. But now I'm back. Now I'm back, okay? And it's better than ever. I have been marinating on what to do with this podcast for the past several months. Um, trying to figure out, you know, what I'm excited to talk about, what people are most interested in hearing about. Um, you know, I could because I wanna obviously I wanna cater to the listeners. So um in that discovery, I dis I dis, I realized that I'm most excited to talk about all things black, okay? All things melanin rich. All right, honey? And I find, I have found that um, people like to listen to listen about that too. So I think it's a win-win. All righty? Um, now, I want to do a mini-series on the beautiful, the lovely, the motherland, the continent of Africa, honey. I, and I said a mini-series, but... In terms of Africa, that's going to be a mega series. But we're going to start off with a mini series on Ghana. Um, oh, my goodness. Ghana is beautiful. Okay. I have so much to say about it. Um, and that's why I'm going to do a series because I don't want to I don't want to leave like a three hour episode <laughs> covering everything that I have to cover about Ghana. Like it's too much. Okay. So. Before I get into Ghana, okay, <laughs> um, I just want to let you guys know about this funny yet ridiculous story that I saw on Twitter the other day. It was like a, one of those Twitter threads. And basically this white lady said that she had a bomb in her bag because her privilege got the best of her, honey. Okay, so let me tell you. Now, I don't have Insta- I mean, I don't have Twitter, but I have Instagram. And so I saw this thread on there, like a bunch of screenshots of this Twitter thread. Now, so there's this white lady. I don't know her name. Maybe Karen or Susan or whatever her name is. And um, so, okay. So she was chilling too hard in the lounge, right, at the airport. Chilling too hard. And she ended up missing her flight. So she went to the gate. Now, the, 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 the plane was still at the gate. But, you know, they closed the boarding gate like maybe 15, 20 minutes before the flight takes off and they don't let you on. It doesn't matter that the the aircraft is still there. Like you can't get on. And so um, she was begging and pleading with the, with the gate attendant and they were, they were not having it, honey. They were just looking at her like, no, I'm sorry, ma'am. No, no. You know? And so she was, she, she, she just kept going on and on trying to figure out a way she wanted to get her bag from off of the plane. She didn't want to get on the craft. They told her that, your your bag will meet you at the destination and that just wasn't good enough for her she wanted her bag off of that plane and so they were telling her no it's not possible so finally after all her ideas ran out 
she ended up telling the lady, well, that's fine. There's a bomb in my bag anyway. Uh, Can you believe that? Can you believe it? They had to deboard over a hundred passengers because of this one lady lying and uh, talking about there's a, ba- a bomb in her bag. Can you imagine? Now, now let me tell y'all something, okay? Anybody who's listening who is um, lacking melanin, um, please listen up very carefully. If you ever feel the need to go to such an extreme to get what you want, don't. Okay, just don't. There, there's no excuse for you to inconvenience over a hundred other people from whatever they had going on, whatever they had to be, whoever they had to meet up with. There's no, there's no good reason for you to inconvenience a hundred people just for whatever, for some petty excuse, whatever you want. Now, y'all keep in mind, It's not like the bag on the plane, the bag that gets checked onto the plane. It's not like you can have access to it before you arrive to your destination anyway. So they were telling her like, okay, you know, your bag is going to get be with you when you arrive to wherever you're going. She wouldn't have had access to that bag afterwards anyway. Like, Anyway, I'll have y'all know, I don't know what came of it altogether, but she was surely escorted out of that airport in a police vehicle, honey. I was like, can you imagine? Like, the audacity gets greater every day. I mean, seriously, I this is one reason why, for me, I love going to a place, a country where everybody is black. Okay, because we don't act like this. We don't behave this way. It's not in us. We're not wired like that to be just that selfish and just cruel, you know. So that was one major reason why I was overly ecstatic to go to Ghana. My first visit. Okay. now what kind of sparked my trip to Ghana In 2018, I kind of declared, I said, you know what? 2019 is going to be my year of Africa. I was, I was adamant about it. I had been to many countries in Asia already. I had, um, you know, I had been, I had marked plenty countries off of my list that I wanted to visit. Right now it is pricey to the, the flight ticket is pricey to, to go there. Right. So that was one thing that I hesitated for so long. Now I didn't get, I didn't, I said 2019 was going to be my year of Africa, but I didn't get into, I didn't get to Africa into the middle of the year in June. So, um, so I already procrastinated so much and I realized I, I, I just was like observing myself and I realized that there was one reason why I never, I didn't, I didn't go before I went was because I was a little bit hesitant to go solo. I most of my like a good 90% of my travels are solo, right? And I was like, wait a minute, like I don't know about going solo. You know what I mean? Um and so I realized that that was a that was holding me back when my friend offered to go with me. And then I was all on board. I was like, okay, cool, let's go together. You know? But anyway, they ended up at the last minute um canceling to canceling due to like some other obligation. So I ended up 
you having to go by myself anyway, right? But by that, by then I was forced to. I had already bought my ticket. Like there was no turning back, okay? And I had done enough research on Ghana to where I knew that it was safe and I wouldn't have like any major issues. Um, so yes, so that that's that's how I started uh about my plans to go to Ghana. Um now, like Maybe about two months before I'm, you know, gathering data, trying to get information on Ghana and that. And um, so after I booked my tickets and stuff, I got my dates um, and I posted on this Facebook group. There was this Facebook group called like 2019 Ghana or something like that. And so I found that Facebook group. I posted in there. Um... And I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to be in Ghana for these dates. Like, who else is going to be there at this time? And the group is a pretty intimate group. It's maybe like in between 150 and 200 people. It's not that many people there. And so this one guy commented. He was like, oh, I'm going to be there too. Like, what's up? And I was like, okay, cool. Like, let's link up. Then the lady commented, a couple ladies, one couple commented, this um, husband and wife. And they were like, you know, we're going to be there too. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, I was saying let's link up, but <laughs> like I'll be backing out the last minute. So, um, I, but at least I was getting my ducks in a row. Like if I, you know, if, if I did go and you want to hang out with other people, then at least I had that option. So, um, so, so, so that's how I got started. Uh, put the, uh, you know, I, I answered on Facebook and the guy, um, the first guy who commented and said he was going to be there too. He set up a WhatsApp group. So, um, he set up a group on WhatsApp for like everybody who was pretty much going to be in Ghana, um, during the time that I said, and so there was a bunch of people in there. There were people who were from, uh, I mean, not from Ghana. There were people who were living in Ghana. Everybody was African-American in this group. So there, there were a few people who were living in Ghana. There were some people who were just visiting just like me, um, you know, some people had a whole group of people going, you know, so it was nice. It was really nice. We had a we had a WhatsApp group. And so that's how we kept in touch. And I hung out with them a few times or whatever. So anyway, I'll, I'll get into that like another episode. But yeah, so that was um that was another convenience during my trip. I had, you know, kind of had some others to plan things with. It was nice. Um, Now, another component in my trip that made me enjoy it the way that I did was that I had a friend there. So, so the, the trip was not a solo trip. I did travel there by myself. Um, but it was not a solo trip. I did have a friend showing me around, uh, most of the time, a good 90% of the time. Um, there was, uh, there was a guy in Beijing where I live and I was like gathering information about the visa and, you know, other things that, you know, just like, Oh, how much money would you think do you say I need to bring, you know? And so there's this guy was telling me he's Ganyan and he was, you know, telling me that he was going through the visa process for one of his friends at the same time and giving me all the visa information. So, uh, you know, as we were talking about talking about this, I asked him, uh, I was like, you know, do you, do you have any friends there who could like, you know, hang out? They could show me, you know, where to hang out or whatever. 
um, some of the time, some of the time while I'm there. And so he was like, oh yeah, cool. Yeah, I do for sure. Right. And so that is how I ended up, um, having kind of a friend to hang out with the pretty much the duration of my stay. Um, and I will say, like I said, just to be transparent that that, that aspect of it made me, made me have a greater time than I think I would have had if it were truly a solo trip and I was by myself for sure. Hands down. Now, one highlight of my trip that I thoroughly enjoyed, um, and it was very emotional and, um, it, it, it was, it, I went through a vast, array of emotions during this particular part of my trip and that is when I went to the Elmina slave castle it was you know obviously that's that's everybody pretty much goes there when they go to Ghana like that's one thing that probably every tourist does when they get there right so um anyway I did this one day and I went into it with with low expectations. I didn't, I, I knew that everybody had said, oh, it's such an emotional experience. You cry and, you know, all of this and that. But but for me, I, I just went with a blank slate. <clears throat> I didn't know how I was going to feel. So I just kind of let the feelings come to me. And like I said, there were so many emotions that, you know, that that were happening at the time. And then there was also me trying to observe myself and ask myself, how are you feeling? Um, and I didn't really know. One feeling that I realized uh, that was developing was that I was having like such a hatred. And hatred is kind of strong, but just... I was frustrating and, and, and I was frustrated and annoyed. I was mad. I was upset. I was upset to see that there were descendants of the people who colonized and 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 went in and destroyed this land and ripped the people from this land. I was upset to see the descendants of these people here at this slave castle. I just I, I couldn't help but to think, like, why are you here? I wanted to even ask one of them that. Why are you here? Like, do are you, this is how I was feeling. This is not at all why the people were there or we didn't have any interaction to indicate um, that this is why, you know, what was what was happening. But I'm just relaying my feelings to you guys. And I just felt like, why are you guys here? To see a white person here in such a place of horror that their um, ancestors caused, it just brought me to a place of extreme anger. And all the while I have to still keep calm, right? But I'm I'm just telling you, I couldn't help but just to think like, that's all I kept saying in my head. Why are you here? Like, are you smiling on the inside? You know, that's, I'm not saying that's how they felt. Okay. This is my last time saying it. I'm not saying that's how they felt. I'm just saying that's how I felt like they might be feeling. Um, so, you know, that, 
that was that was an experience for sure. I would say that you know everybody, you, you guys, if you're interested in the least bit, which I don't see why you wouldn't be, um, to go and check that out because it, it was enlightening. Um, there were a lot of things that I didn't know um, that I now know before I went. Like I didn't know that there were hundreds of these uh, slave castles throughout Ghana. Um, I didn't know that. I just thought, oh, there's just these, there's just these three here in Cape Coast where I was. Um, but no, there were so many of them. Another, um, another kind of experience and feeling that kind of dawned on me after I left. Um, so I, I, I got back to my Airbnb and I was sitting, I just remember standing up, actually, I was standing up and I remember I was holding my phone and I did like a whole Instagram story on this, like a whole rant. So some of you have, may have already um, seen about what, what I'm going to say, but I just remember standing there, I was standing in the little kitchen area and I just was looking down at my feet and my legs and I was just like, it just hit me like I was standing today in a place where my ancestors died, not figuratively, not that, oh, our people have died in the land. No, I'm saying literally where the exact spot where I was standing, somebody a hundred percent died there. Somebody died right on my feet where I was standing. If, if I could stand there and the time just shift back several hundred years, I would be standing with a dead person. And it, I just that 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 was like a, another level of um, just realization that that I, that it, 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 like I said, it, was, it had been hitting me all day. Um, even up to now, like some, it's just unfathomable the the level of um, evil, and there there's there's no real adjective to describe how heinous and completely evil these people were that um, went there and and raped this land. Okay, anyway. I don't want to get all sad and teary-eyed on this episode. But, yes, yeah, so I'll try to talk about Elmina a little bit more, especially if people want to hear about it. Um, but I'm sure so many people have talked about Elmina before. It's, it's literally the top attraction in Ghana when you go. Anyway, um, you guys need to stay tuned, okay, for um, the rest of the series because I want to talk about some more things about Ghana. Um, one thing that I want to definitely get into is how I almost fell in love, honey, on the continent and the motherland. Um, okay, so stay tuned for that. I'm excited to to talk about uh, the rest of my trip and the different aspects. And I'm excited also to hear everybody's questions and your feedback on this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm looking forward to finishing this series and telling you guys all about my other visits in Africa and the other countries because, honey, the turnip is real. I just must tell you that right now. 
Um, so stay tuned. You can catch us on Facebook at Eat, Drink, Travel, Repeat. Leave any suggestions or feedback, please, in my DM. I would love it and appreciate it. And then you can also follow me on Instagram, H. So thanks again for listening. I'll talk to you guys later.